All right, welcome back. In this episode, my friends and I discuss the metaphysics of free will. We're coming at this from a Christian perspective, but there are varied views that are taken and defended here. So uh, that's largely what we talk about in this episode. Enjoy. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Hola. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Yeah. Frosted Flakes. David's <laughs> over here eating his Frosted Flakes. In, in, in a purely digital audio medium, that statement is very out of the blue. Flies. This is uh, definitely the most people we've ever had in my shed. This is a full crew. Yeah, this is... The gang's all here. The gang's all here. You didn't do one last week, right? Or you did? No. No? Okay. I don't feel bad about So I still that. hold... I don't know if I'm solely the one. You are the sole person guest who has been on every single one oh, of these podcasts. Dang it, really? Yeah, oh, he is. All right. I, I Next was. week, we got a kneecap yeah. Eric on his, on his way in to keep him from... Uh, yeah. Is really? Yes, yeah. he is. Wow. You've been yeah, on every one? Every single one. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You've been on most of them. I've been all but last one. That was oh, you around. weren't on the Thursday one. There's one on Thursday? There was one. I was never ago. invited. Was... My feelings are hurt. Um, no. uh, neither was Eric. I was, no, never, I was never made aware house. of such what an event we, happening. We... Not on Thanksgiving. You showed up at my house, oh. and it was right after the election. Yeah. Wait. Mm. Oh, 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 I, was like, I was like, wait, Thursday Thanksgiving? No. You yeah, popped that's... into someone's house on Thanksgiving? That was no, my I like your style. The reason he showed up is telling me it was like, it was like 11 o'clock. He's like, yo, I'm hungry. You want to go to Denny's? So he came over, and then instead of going to Denny's... It wasn't that late. It was like 10 o'clock. No, <laughs> I would, uh, I would not have stayed up. If yeah, it had been that yeah, late. it was. Yeah, it was around nine. Or something. Okay, yeah, we were gonna go to Denny's. We still ended up going to Denny's. <laughs> we still did go to, to, to Denny's. Yeah, yeah you guys stay up really, do this really at Denny's, late. Ten. Yeah, and I can't hang with <laughs> stay up waiters. Yeah, you used to. I, I used to, day. but then I became a teacher. You're saying that you yeah. can't hang out with single people. Well, he's doing that with a few right now. I mean, I mean I'm hanging out people. with a lot of single people. <laughs> you That's know, true. it's also before my bedtime. That's right. <clears throat> so I can hang. This is when we start coming out. <clears throat> oh, I thought this was going to be a different part. I was going to I'm like, oh. No, How is everyone? How are your <clears throat> lives going? Man. The election was rigged. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So this not, is definitely no. what Eric was talking about before I press record. I would, I would I love to not have this yeah. be the topic. Oh, fine. It's going good. I just got, uh, just got back from LA last week. Actually, yeah, it was seven days. Seven oh days yeah, ago. what part of LA? Uh, LA, <laughs> Malibu. I got back Los Angeles. Los Angeles. No, well, that's what LA stands for. Is yeah, Los no, Angeles. That's never mind. That okay. conversation happened last. Yeah. Week. Okay. Uh, did you not know that? No, I did. I just was. I don't know. I just. What's the thinking? It's okay. That's, That's how all... you answered that question. Yeah, I said, no. Oh, Los Angeles. Okay. He said LA. What part of LA? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Miguel believes in free will. Oh, wow. Oh, is that what we're talking about? So wait, our choices are election. Rigged election, fraudulent. free will. It's the all about will. like the fact that we're all in the matrix and everything's outside of our control. The election... Everything yeah. else. You believe in free will. David oh boy. does. Um, David. You knew that. Yeah, I, I Is think... Is it because you're Korean? Oh, I, I, yeah. Okay. Let's... One. 
Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like the uh, community thing. Well, um, oh, the notches. The notches. Oh. By the way, I saw the community thing where they were reading the script. Oh. I never saw that episode. That sounds like a hilarious. Wait, which episode was it? Fantastic episode. It's well, I don't even want to say for anyone who wants. No, to... don't. Say okay, it. never the... mind. No, it's 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 a it's basically another bottle episode, like like um, uh, earlier on. Oh, it's but not the... like an actual episode. No, it oh. is. It's based on an episode in like season five, but the actual plot of what's going on is spoilery for anyone who would want to okay. watch it. No, but yeah, it's right. really fun. Okay, so. Uh... Tell us why you believe with your free will that you have free will. Yeah. Man, I am a dwarf among giants on this conversation, for sure. Um, Height means nothing. <laughs> only width. Yeah, free... Yeah, I definitely believe that uh, there are milestones uh that are predestined for each individual um but the path to those milestones there's freedom um you know and I, and I think you know maybe saying milestones puts the image of like oh at this time at this place this thing's gonna happen but I think they can also be a little more nebulous like at this this person will become a believer in their lifetime before they die you know, and I and I think I think both can exist. I think you know, for one person, it can be, you know, they're going to become a believer before they die. Uh, you know, the path they take to get there. There's many, um, and then this person at this time, at this place, on this date, they will become a believer, and the mechanisms by which they arrive there, uh, there will be many, but no matter what, they will get there. Um, and I think those can vary from as large and significant as. Um, you know, becoming a believer to as little as, uh, you know, stubbing your toe because of butterfly effect. But, but you're saying, so you're saying that God, you believe that God has certain points or, or like highlights basically that are going to happen, but the in-between stages are what we have control over? Um, that we have freedom within, I would say, okay. versus control over. So... You know, um, and I, I really poor example would be like tonight I'm going to arrive to my house. Mm -hmm. um, that is going to happen no matter what. I'm not dying today. Uh, whatever. Now whether I drive up 192 or whether I take 429 or whether I go through Disney property, um, ultimately that does not matter because I will arrive home and be safe and not have like a near death experience or whatever. So God um, ordains the ends, but not necessarily the means. That's a vast oversimplification. Yeah, I, I was, I was like, like, yeah, um, and I don't, I don't necessarily believe that it, that that needs to be the case for all things. Mm -hmm. But I think it, you know, I think for um, certain um, individuals, it can be a very like, there's you have a lot of milestones, and there's no way of knowing, you know, like like his ways are not our ways. Like we have no way of being like, Oh yeah, that was going to happen no matter what with certainty, you know? Um, but I think that, and I think with other individuals it, it can be, you know, Hey, it's, you know, the, and this is going to sound possibly terrible, but like their life 
has no drastic ripples in this pond. Um, you know, inconsequential. Well, yeah, and that's why I say like this might sound terrible, and like I don't mean it to be, but like ultimately, like you know, they're, you know, I, I think some people have grand lives, and some people have more mundane lives. Mm-hmm. I think some people are called and they lead ministries of thousands to salvation, and others lead, you know, uh, a wife and kids and and minister small. And while important, the the ripple is magnitude less you really need to read the wheel of time because <laughs> it deals with a lot of this type of stuff um okay david you said you had had this conversation what like a couple nights ago with yeah yeah so i had a conversation with my uh with my entire family last night um like a lot of them believe in predestination uh some of them believe in free will or most of them i would say majority of them believe in both. They believe free will and predestination. They both can happen. That they're compatible. Yeah, they're both compatible. Like, um, like they're saying, we say it could be like, it's possible it can be compatible. Same reason like God can be, um, God, man, and the Holy Spirit all in one. Like, are you living in Christ or is Christ living in you? It's both. Like, then, that's what my, like, someone who would believe in both, my, if you ask a family member of mine, they would say it's like that. Um, I, I do believe, I definitely believe in both, but I'm definitely on the side of free will. Um, just because, like, I don't, I don't know, it's just having, I mean, I told you guys this earlier tonight, and I'll repeat it again for the three people who listen, is that I don't believe this, but I feel like, I've never met someone either like this, but wouldn't, couldn't you see someone who believes in predestination just not see the point in praying for something like God um, I need you right now for this difficult like to go like with the struggle of me losing a job I need can you please help me find a job what's the point of praying to God and asking him for a job if he's already predetermined predetermined like he's already have this plan out for you like if I lost my job and I say, God, like, I'm please, please, please let me um find a job. And I just stay at home. Like, that's my choice of staying at home. And I like you can say, well, no, God, knew you could stay at home. You claim that. And it, it, it just, it's just really hard to talk for me to say, like, I feel like there's the no... prayer matters. Yeah. And, and, and that man just... There's no consequences for like any human. They're like, oh, I can do this, but this, hey, this is, if I go and rob someplace, guys, this isn't me. This is God's will. You can't tell me I'm doing something wrong because this is God's will. This is righteous. So I'm doing it for God. But like some people could say that, I just don't see it. Anyone doing anything, I don't want to say wrong, but just not against like, God's against will. God's will. Like, yeah. This, I How can God will... find fault? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. who has resisted <laughs> His will? I, I'm not exactly, but you, I mean, you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I just like free will. I'm just like if there's you have a choice, like you want, you have this information. Um, it's like that that parable when the guy. Uh, went to hell. It's like, oh, like, wait, let me go back. 
uh, raise this guy from the dead and let him go speak to my brothers and sisters they know about it and it's like oh they have the um, the world of, Mo of Moses, Moses. Yeah. like I feel like people have that and it's your choice to believe it or not then what's the point of us trying to go like what's the point of my consequences if I choose not to believe in God and, and it's also I would say this to the I know it's not like I'm not God I'm not the maker of everything I just find it really difficult for God, for such a passionate God, just telling, like, letting, choosing someone to go to hell. Like, I, I, I just, that's just really, really hard to, like, convert from or just, like, really think about, like, God, you're such a compassionate God, someone who's all loving and knowing who created Adam and Eve but you did that on purpose you wanted them I felt like it's more like you wanted if you predestined us then you wanted us to fail and I know it's like all oh, the end is going to be for the glory of God but like we could still have glorified you you didn't have to send that person to hell like I think if you're more of a just fail God to let Hey, if you want to believe in me, go ahead. If you don't, nothing. That's that's why that's how I kinda of think of it. Well the the question then comes, would anyone choose him if we had free will? Yes, I believe so. I think so. I have a question. Uh do you believe that God so you believe in free will, do you believe that God can violate a person's free will? I was gonna ask that next. Uh, <laughs> It's like, like you have one brain too. Hmm? Say that again. I'm sorry. Like, uh, so I have free will, right? And I'm deciding to go to my parents' house. Can God violate that by making it so that I don't do that? Like he makes me decide something else. Yeah, you, I was going to say, say makes internally you decide, or externally? Yeah. Internally is internally. what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 It reaches in those neurons. So you're saying like if I would go to my friends like oh hey I don't believe in Jesus. That was mine. He intervened in that. Like he would me? would he okay would he intervene and then make you do, believe in Jesus? If I chose not to, and like all of a sudden I'm like oh hey never mind I believe in Jesus. Yeah, because I mean, like he, you're saying yes, no. God can do anything. Yes, he could do that. Okay, but hold on. Let me, let me put this again. You're saying I don't believe in Jesus, and the guy's like. Oh, the heck, you're not going to believe in Jesus. And then he goes in you, whatever, however he does Cuts it. Cuts out your heart of stone and replaces yeah, and it with the heart of flesh. Immediately you start confessing the name. Do you believe that, that God can and does that? I believe he can do it. But I, do you believe he will do it or does that? Uh, not without the help of somebody else. Like the permission like of... needs help. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm not saying... Okay, hang on. Not without, like, he, <laughs> like without like, someone, like, preaching to me. I'm not... If I was an atheist, I just woke up one day, whoa, I'm a Christian. I think... I think I think that's possible, but I think yeah. it's very, 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 very... I would say yeah. that, would, that would be a miracle. Well, I don't, I don't I think Eric is talking about, like, someone who's never heard the gospel and then, like, no preacher encounters them. They just, like, poof, like, I'm, no, I'm infused saying... with all of the knowledge of the holy and... And I choose to follow right. him. You saying, and, but like someone who's not believable, just like wake up one day, or yeah. just like yeah, no. Right. I, I, I would consider that to be honest. Revelation, yeah. I'll consider what that a miracle. Verse? Well, no. I'll consider <laughs> that a miracle. The act of it's converting without anyone. Could you? I think that's a miracle. Hmm. 
But it doesn't have. But you're not even talking like as on a grand scale such as that. You're just saying like, if you've decided to do something, can God intervene and change your mind? Yeah. Yeah. So it could be, I'm gonna have cornflakes and deciding, nope, I'm gonna have frosted flakes. Frosted Frosted flakes. Yeah. Which is the this wrong podcast choice. brought to you by <laughs> Kellogg's General Mills. Not a sponsor, but this. welcome to sponsor. Yeah. 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 What do you do? Do you think that that's God would do that? Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> and God would change. You your wanted cornflakes, and God changed your mind, so you wanted. He changes your preference. Yeah. Like he actually changes your thoughts about what kind of flakes. I mean, you prefer. well, yeah, I was like, when I was little, I didn't like freaking onions, but now when I'm older, I like onions. And that's not free will. Okay, I, I, I just, I want to see, I want to see this argument play out. So let's continue well, on this one. Cause it I'm, just, I'm it just confused. Would, because I want to know, uh, the reason I want to know that is because it would help me navigate the discussion. Because if you say no, then there's a whole set of other questions and, um, arguments that you have. But if you say yes, I, I mean, the, the, then... I would have to ask you, how can you differentiate between free will and then God being the one changing or doing it? Right. Well, you Do you think see... that... Go ahead. I was going to say... Do you think that argument holds water to what I said? With cornflakes and frosting? No. <laughs> oh. No, like like if I said, if I said like, yeah, I 100% believe that, um, you know, oh, God oh, can... the milestones and stuff? Yeah, like... I... Um... Well, or rather, I guess I guess my ultimate question is, what are, what is your thoughts to what I said? I think that doesn't make any sense. Okay, can I ask? Uh, not uh, to like argue, but like I just I'm curious. Yeah, well, I, I want to have my opinion challenged. Well, to both of you, it has not, it's not philosophical or anything. Um, I think biblically, it's it's not like the Bible is silent on the issue. I don't think it's a mystery. I think it's quite clear. <laughs> it's actually very clear that God is in control. And that it that our will has um, really nothing to do with it. The mystery then becomes well the responsibility. And if you guys picked up, uh, Travis was coding from Romans, and so this is this is okay. So uh, I was listening to his uh, video RC Sproul, and he made a very clever point, a point that I still hold to today. And he says if you read Romans nine and what Paul is saying, right. It comes to that question where he says, he anticipates the question. It's like, well, some of you will say, well, then why does God still find fault with us? Or who can resist his will, right? He says, if you teach predestination, you will almost 100% guaranteed, you will get that question asked. If you teach the free will, ask, like how you guys are talking about free will, you will never get that question. And so he says, I am sure I am teaching the way that Paul is teaching it. Because I'm getting the same questions he is. And because Paul doesn't say, Paul doesn't say, he doesn't go like, you will say to me, who, you know, how does God find fault? Because who has resisted as well? Will. No, you've been misunderstanding me this whole yeah. time. What I actually am meaning is that your will has a lot of yes. autonomy. He doesn't do that. No. He just goes, well, who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. Like, is the pot going to complain to the potter for the purpose that it was made? Does God not have the right over the same lump of clay to make one vessel for honor and another vessel for dishonor? So it's like, if Paul believed, if Paul didn't believe in predestination, he was really bad at 
communicating his point. <laughs> yes. Because he does it like he he says the exact thing that people are saying, and then he goes in the total opposite direction of actually addressing their question yeah. like someone who believes in the supremacy of free will would answer. Well who And even so, well, go ahead. I was just gonna say, who's gonna ask that question if you tell them, Hey, it's your responsibility you yeah. have free will, guys. Not gonna change your mind. Who would ask? Well, why does he find fault if I can't resist his, his will? Uh, no, it, it's your will. Yeah. Like, why would you ask the question? You yeah, you have a will, but it's bad. Yeah. Hmm. Like it wants things that are opposed to God. It's very true. And with the with the milestones argument, especially, I just think like, okay, what constitutes a milestone? Um, does God? Like, okay, you, you take 192, and you're, let's say you're still safe, but, and also let's say you're single, you call AAA, you have a flat tire on that route because you hit a nail, you call AAA, the person who comes out, like, you know, becomes a, uh, you know, it's like this beautiful lady who changes your tire. The roles are reversed. <laughs> We're challenging gender norms on this podcast. <laughs> no, like she fixes your tire and then like you get her number and you wind up and, and then you have a kid. And now like that kid is elect or not elect. And it's like when I think of the circumstances that led me to Nicole, it it doesn't seem like that's not the plot, the, the path I would have plotted for myself. Oh, yeah. right. And like I'm just basking in God's goodness and like his grace for for doing what he's done. I'm not trying to be dense. I promise. No. Mm -hmm. Um I don't I'm not following how what you just said is counter to well, what I just said. Cuz you're saying he ordains the big stuff but not the little stuff, but like the no, big no, no. stuff. No, I don't I don't mean not the I mean he can't like hence the the stubbed toe in example uh -huh. like what I'm saying is like it's not for us to know um it's you know like and there's no way like like there are moments in my life that i'm fairly certain have are what i would call like those milestones you know me marrying my wife me mm -hmm. becoming a christian those kinds of things but like there's no way for me to know like did i have a good workout today was that a milestone to like boost yeah. my ego for then or like to be extra sore tomorrow like mm -hmm. like there's so many things so so I'm, is it fair it, am i understanding you correctly when i say that your whole thing is there are realities that we wind up having reign over what happens. And there are realities where God's predestination has kind of decided the outcome beforehand. And we don't know whether they're big or small. We don't know which are which. Yes. And so we need to, and, and like, we need to then we feel free. So we need to act with the responsibility of free people. Because I'm a lot more cool with that yes. interpretation. Yes, essentially, like, like I don't know. I don't agree with it. But like, <laughs> I, like, I feel like I could get along better with someone who thinks that than who thinks what I thought you thought. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's correct. I, I think we are meeting there. Like, essentially, like, I don't know what the milestones are. There's no way for me to know what the milestones are. What I do know is that as a believer, I have a responsibility to, uh, you know, be in the word, to, you know, fortify my relationship with Christ, to lead a Christ-like life, you know, and to do that to the best of my abilities. Now, whether I go left or right, maybe that matters, maybe it doesn't. 
but maybe the outcome does. Or maybe the direction I do turn does matter, and maybe that's what's preordained or predestined. Mm -hmm. But You don't know. Yeah, there, there's, there's no way like, for me to know. But It's not like you have a heads-up display, and there's like a green light whenever it's all your decisions, and then like a red light when God is kind of taking the reins. Right. Like a but, cut scene. But, but it's I, like, no, that's not what I would have done. But I, I do <laughs> believe that, like, ultimately, you know, that God has, has given free will, you know, and it, and it, it varies. I, I, I think it would, I think it varies to the extent, you know, and, and I think, you know, kind of going back to the, the potter and the, and the pottery example, you know, like, like, and maybe this is looking too much into the example, but you know, you often hear potters that are like, Oh, like, you know, the, the clay starts to take its own shape and, and you, you're guiding it, you're molding it, but you know, like, you start a project and it, and it becomes its own thing. Like, you know, and again, probably looking too much into this example, but I, I believe that is fairly true. Like ultimately the potter sets out with, this will be a, a vase, you know? Um, and then, and it, and it ultimately does the path that it takes to get there is different. Um, you know, and, and I, I think that, and, and sometimes a project gets scrapped halfway through because it's, no good mm -hmm. um or it's just it's not taking shape properly and and so you know I, I believe that there's there is that liberty and freedom but ultimately that god is in control and you know if if i decide to you know oh i'm i'm, I'm gonna take this path today mm -hmm. you know god can step in and have someone intervene and you know uh, Sam can be like, hey, Miguel, why don't we go here instead? Like, I really want to hang out with you and, and let's go there. Okay. Or it could just be, you know what? Uh, that doesn't feel right right now. I'm going to go here instead. You know, there are infinite ways that God can intervene and step in for his will to ultimately be done. But there is freedom between those milestones. Hmm. Uh, then let me ask you if the scenario is actually because you were saying maybe you're reading too much into it what if the scenario is that you know god as 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 the potter and we as the clay he had every intention of making us into whatever we end up being molded into um and he did make those vessels for for what for wrath for destruction mm -hmm. and then vessels for righteousness mm-hmm and it was always meant to be that way. There was no in-between where it could have been something else. It was like, this is the vision I have for it, and this is going to be the end result, and that is what happens. Yeah. Is that somehow detrimental to your faith if all those in-between moments of how you are molded into getting to those moments that you already said God is in control of, does that somehow change your mindset of God or your faith if God is just in control of all of it? no functionally yeah if god's in control of all of it does it ultimately change my faith my faith no like w would it bother you if your will was not free in the sense that you believe it to be does that would that change i would i would your view of god? i would struggle um so so you're essentially asking me like what if what if i believed in predestination like like with your the mindset that you have now, okay. if you if you ended up being convinced 
uh, that you were wrong, that it's like, oh, like I see now that this is actually what is the case. Would that make you struggle in your faith at all if you realize that you were wrong? No. Um, the my, my struggle would be in, in answering questions like, um, you know, if, if God if God predestines things, then evil things that happen are then ordained and like the Holocaust. Uh, manufactured. Sure. You know, the the Holocaust was something that was created, ordained, manufactured, led by God. Um, you know, but God doesn't God uh, doesn't sin, God doesn't uh, you know advocate for sin. So how would these things happen? So I think, you know, if, if you can if you convinced me there, uh, I think that would be the only real struggle. But like, and ultimately, like this isn't something that I stay up at night like sweating over and like, yeah. oh my my faith hinges on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I tend to believe I have a deeper faith than that. Um, you know, so I hate to say like it's inconsequential to me, but it's it's inconsequential to my faith that no matter what. God is sovereign. He is Lord. Um, but yeah, like I think, I think those those are kind of my biggest hiccups in in a predestination is when how do we how do we get away with explaining these situations and instances um, if not to say God has uh, allowed for a free will to occur, looking to. Uh, arguably a book that I do struggle a lot with Job um, where you know Satan comes to God and says okay well I, you know let's see Job's faith through this and God's like well I'm not going to do it because like that's bad but uh, you know I will allow you to do this and no more than so you know yeah I, th- I think some of the punch is taken out of that um, when you just consider like you know God is omniscient and he's like an omniscient, omnipotent character in the story. So like, even going back to the pottery and the wheel example where it's like, oh, you know, the, the clay kind of takes on its own shape and the, the potter kind of discovers what he's making as much as he determines what he's making. But when you're, like when the potter invented like centrifugal force and gravity and like set all those numbers at the constants that they are, um, like it's it's kind of hard to get God off the hook for that, and I feel like a lot of my time when I was you know when I would have emphasized free will over predestination, a lot of my time having this conversation, I felt like I was trying to get God off the hook for something, and um, so an example that I always go to is like God creates the world, and let's say that He's like a computer programmer, so He's written out the code and He's about to hit the execute button, and He goes, wait a minute. I'm omnipotent and omniscient, so I know that if I hit the execute button, like, there's going to be sin, and there's going to be death, and there's going to be, like, a holocaust, and a Genghis Khan, and, like, there's going to be bone cancer, and, like, there's, I know that if I hit the execute button as it is right now, that all those eventualities are just going to eventually become realities, so... I need to not hit the execute button until I go back and like adjust my code so that those things will not wind up manifesting. But instead, he's like, nope, just go, execute. Like he just hits the button. And you're like, God 
you could have not hit that button. You could have adjusted the code so that my grandma didn't get breast cancer. You could have adjusted the code so that, you know, there wasn't a Hitler. You could have adjusted and and you didn't. And I think that a big part, like, you have to be able to hang with that. You have to be able to hang with the reality that, like, the worst atrocities of human history are not just that they're, like, allowed, but, like, they're part of the plan. And especially, like, I honestly think maybe the most important verse in all of Scripture is Romans 8.18, where Paul says, I determine that all of the suffering of this present age is not worthy to be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed hereafter. So he's saying, like, wrap it all up. Like, wrap up the Holocaust and Genghis Khan and, and leukemia and, you know, the Black Plague and, like, wrap all those things up and measure the wickedness and the vileness and how evil and detestable and wretched that is. That's, like, not even the head of a pin compared to the universe of God's glory that's going to wind up being revealed in all of this. And it's like, I, th I think if you can affirm that, even if you're not feeling it in the moment, you can hang. And you can be like, okay, like, God, I did lose my job. And it doesn't look like I'm getting another one. The economy's crap right now. So, you know, you just, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord right. gives, takes away. I, uh, <clears throat> like, going back to what you said, Sam, if... Like, I believe, like, in free will. And if, like, God came down, it's like, oh, hey, by the way, it's predestined. I'm like, okay. I mean, like, I think, like, I told you all this earlier. Like, having an argument of predestination and free will, <clears throat> I, I think it's a good argument. I think it's good to hear other people's opinions. But at the end of it, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, one person believing in free will, the other person believing in predestination. Whoever is wrong is not going to hell. Like, it depends, like, on the faith. Like, I never really understood the argument of free will and predestination, why people got so into it, is because it doesn't change the, your faith. And if it does, then that you have to look at your own faith then. I, it I, changed I, my faith pretty radically when I <coughs> when I turned that corner. Right. But if, if, if God's like, oh, hey, by the way, um, I did it. predestination was the one. It was not free will. I'll be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't change, make me think like, oh, God, that's you guys, guilty. That's, that's not think, true. That's not true because you haven't gone through it. It will do something. This guy can attest to it. Because I can not, attest no, to it. It, it did Sam. solidify my faith. I, yeah, yeah I in, in a, a good way. Yeah. And and the way the way I heard John Piper explain it, have I used this example before? Where it's like you're in a room and you like it's it's dimly lit and you can't even see the walls, but you see these pillars. And you're thinking that the pillars are holding up the roof. And then the pillars start to crumble and you're like oh no, like the roof is about to come crashing down on me. And then you realize that the pillars that are crumbling, they weren't holding any weight to begin with. And the real pillars are like further out there and like obscured right now by your lack of knowledge of them. Um, but I, it, it really, uh, it really changed a lot about my life. And not just like, I'd say in some really practical ways because I was a part of like a fundamentalist Baptist church and very, you know, in favor of free will. And I had all these doors to ministry open to me. And then when I started kind of going down the Calvinist rabbit hole, those doors were just shut. And like I was getting called a heretic. So like there are people that I grew up with that believe that I'm going to go to hell because I believe in Calvinism. And they believe that it's a wicked, dangerous, evil doctrine. Okay. And like that hurts. Like it, it really... 
like there's a social cost to that. But even beyond the social and the practical, like, oh, I would have had a different job, but now I'm here at this church and I met Nicole and all this other stuff. Um, beyond that, like it has changed. It, it does matter because what you were just saying about like, well, why pray? And I had to struggle with that. Well, why am I going to pray? If God has predetermined everything that's going to happen in my life, not just like, you know, who I marry and what kind of car I drive, but like down to the nitty gritty details of like the number of hairs on my head. If he's really determined all of that, why am I going to bother asking him like, hey, could you make this a part of your plan? Like, no, my plan's already set in stone, kid. Like, it's happening. And so it made me have to rethink the whole idea of what prayer is about. Is a prayer my attempt to change the course of God's action? Or is prayer my trying to come to grips with and, and, and uh, submit to and... What's the word? Synchronize. Supplicate. Synchronize. Supplicate. Uh, <laughs> no, I used it earlier. It starts with the R. To resign myself <clears throat> to like the fact that even if I don't understand it, and even if it seems bizarre and gross and bad to me that he is right, and I ultimately need to, you know, uh, trust him. Like I, exercise faith. I think, oh no. I feel like it won't really change me. I'm not saying it will, but I was just like, Six, I just assume 60 things, 60 percent of the things I believe in are just wrong. So I kind of like go with do this thing your arbitrary percentage. <laughs> I was thinking like 60 things, so, 60 percent of the things I believe in. So, so you're okay believing that, like, it got to like, hey, buddy, do those not things. Peter sounds like okay. Well, I was wrong. But you're okay I, thinking I was that you're wrong. That's so okay. The time. Well, so, I mean, I know a lot of things, but 60 percent—that's a pretty good odds. <laughs> he told me the other night when I was saying... Hey, they said 60% are wrong. Yeah. He did. Uh, but 60% are also right. Oh, good odds of him being wrong. Yeah. Oh. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> he told me the other night when I asked him to hang out, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, he's like, there's a 13% chance. Why not? percent What is that? Have to... Did he come out? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's just a little, so little team. But like, you have to evaluate like... Everything. That's why I try to like. You have to like. Yeah, I'm sure you're doing all these minuscule <laughs> calculations here, like 13.6 percent. But I don't want to get them. 13 is yeah. an unlucky I, number. I always <laughs> say, like, yeah. So they like if I didn't go out, they couldn't get mad. I'm like, hey, I told you. Well, 13 percent. What is the 13? It was very specific. What? Like, what is the percent? Oh, I told you. Yeah, it's like it's emails. It's a lot of emails. I don't know how. Okay. <laughs> whatever. But no, I, I, I. Yeah, I, I, I honestly feel like I want it. Like, okay, okay, cool. I, I think I'll my, just... I don't know. I think the way I see things is, is predestination adjacent that I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, truly, I... like, like, and, 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 you know, like, like, I hear what you're saying, but, like, I feel like that's my prayer anyway. Like, I, like, I do come and, and, like, hey, Lord, like, if it's your will, like, this is what I would you know i would i would really like this or you know like this would make things a lot easier or life would be in in my perspective a lot better but ultimately like it's your will and it's mm -hmm. your will be done like i'm a servant uh you know i you know you're the master you know well, and and you know so i i think my my hiccups are like you know again like you know i, I believe you know god can have no relation with sin so to say that God has uh, manufactured and planned 
sin, but it's so minuscule anyway that it doesn't even matter. I think, I think that is uh, exclusionary, exclusionary to to how you think, I. You think God has no relationship with sin? I think, I think. Oh gosh, dang it! I'm about to walk into a trap. I feel it. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready right now. Ready for it. We're all. We got our spears. I, I know. I know. I I see it. I see. I see this mousetrap's already cocked and and everything. Um. Um. God. God have no relation with sin. Um. Can God have interaction? Oh, God does not sin. Okay. But can he have interaction with sin? <sighs> yes. Um, in the sense that, like, you know, uh, he himself does not sin, um, but uh, comes across it in redemption of individuals. Of course, then he has, then he's coming across sin. Can God ordain a sinful event to be perpetrated by a person. Um, I believe God can allow a sinful event. But to you wouldn't occur. say ordain in that case. Oh man, I really worry about saying yes to the oh, word ordain man. without defining the word ordain, and I don't want to be that guy. Guys, put your hand on the button. It's <laughs> getting ready. Um <clears throat> So okay, the 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 next thing is where we go, well what about Herod and Pontius Pilate's condemnation of Christ. Was that a sin? For them to hand him over to execution, even with it being, you know, with him being innocent. Was the act of Pontius Pilate serving Jesus for crucifixion <clears throat> sinful? Like handing him over for crucifixion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, that's, that is my question. You're correctly understanding. Yeah, that... Um, Oh boy, That's... how could you say no? Like, um, because he's following the him. will of the people, and he's but... an elected official who has to follow the will of the people. His job is he elected. He doesn't have to follow the will of the people. Well, his okay is what it. So that that is kind of what I'm trying to figure out is if his job is to do the will of the people, then no, he didn't sin. He did the will of the people. Now, if his job is determine who's free and who or not free uh determine who's, who's guilty, guilty and, and who's innocent, innocent yeah. then yes he did That's sin more because he knew yeah that jesus was innocent and was like really guys yeah dude's innocent you sure yeah. okay you have him which is kind of why i'm i'm leading to the question of what is what was pontius pilate's technical duties um because i think it's i think it's fairly obvious that he followed the will of the people and if that is his duty, you know, then... How would that still not have been sin, though? Ah, uh, that's a good point, too. Because I literally just thought of that one. I was like, well, but he still did chalk up an innocent man to death. Yeah, we've seen The Green Mile. <laughs> Actually, I haven't. <laughs> oh. I just saw it very recently. I've seen the, the ending. Time, yeah. right? I've seen the ending of it, but... Letting I also, for a long time, again. keep confusing The Green Mile for... Eight mile? Oh, no, no, for eight to, miles. So I'm like, I used like to that's the one with Eminem, right? <laughs> yes, I used um, to do that too. Those are nothing like each other. Um, you know what though? I could totally see Eminem playing a prison guard. Um, who's doing coffee in that scenario? 
<laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how I would answer that question. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, that's the direction I was going to take it in, and I had mentioned it earlier uh, before <laughs> we start recording. But it's like the most heinous act in all of history, which was which was the crucifixion of Christ. You know, the people doing that, they they were acting in sin, but the fact that Jesus was even there in the first place was not by mistake. That was like, would you ever say but, that that but, was a but plan? Is, but is knowing something's B. going to happen. No, but it was a it was obviously a plan from the beginning for Jesus to come to earth in human form and then die for our sins. But isn't that part of omniscience? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my argument. Is that like when when God knew all of he knew the eventualities and he put he pushed the go button Pur- anyway. Purposefully, yeah. Like you can't get him off the hook for the results. Because like there were I'm... no limits you would say, and I would say, there were no limits on how he could have written the universe. Yeah, I, I think, I think, if we went with my theory of it, I would say that the milestone is Jesus dies and is crucified. Then the route to it is potentially many, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I feel like Jesus's ministry is you know, riddled with milestones, but just, but I don't, I don't see how that, I don't see how that helps your argument. Like I see, like, Oh, you know what I I think we're neglecting to mention? We're neglecting to mention that the Bible does specifically say that like what Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Jews and the Gentiles did was all specifically by the design of the hand and plan of God. I thought you were implying that verse. Yeah, but I wasn't explicitly what, stating like, hey, just so you know, also the exactly Bible is this that? Acts, 4, four. Acts 4. This is what I was saying what, Acts 4, like The Bible 15-ish. is not silent on the issue. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. What we don't understand is how it all works so, together. So, right. man, like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I truly am not trying to be a brat or a butt. <laughs> And I feel like that's all I am be coming across because like, no, you I'm could, not trying to be difficult, and not, I'm not. I legitimately not want to. Way. I legitimately want to. I don't know if I would say and I want cool to be proven love. wrong, but like I am, I'm, I'm legitimately open-minded. To having my mind changed, but I'm just I, I don't see how my, my uh, milestone theory, um, trademark, um, <laughs> it, it does not coincide with anything that's being said well um i i want to no no no, keep going sorry sorry, sorry, sorry. no no, go 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 i I, I want to put out what i think you're saying with maybe not have actually having said it yet um are is what you're saying that like because the milestone thing um right (laughs) um so it's like okay this thing is going to happen jesus is going to be crucified yeah right um but when, uh, what I think you're saying is, when God looks ahead at everything that's going to happen, it's like the actions that people would take. It's more like instead of Him controlling those people's actions to do the thing, it's like He sees what they would do, and so He's like, okay, how can I finagle this situation to end up being Jesus, not just crucified, but then resurrected afterwards? But it's like so He's using the situation that He knows <laughs> will happen. Yeah, how can he use with their all things free to will. his good? Right, right. So, like, with their free will, what he knows they're going to do, he's going to finagle a way to where it would come out to that milestone. Trademark. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, is that what you're saying, or am I wrong on that? Yes, I I I would feel comfortable, which I I would feel comfortable saying like there there's freedom, um, you know, and then yeah, like like God's an active and living God that you know they're like looking down the line uh you know this may happen or this may happen or this may happen and that uh you know and then hear the responses to ultimately end up at this milestone if need be or they naturally take that turn anyway and they naturally go that way possibly without his hand being involved at all yes so okay so that so, my my ultimate question would be then like do you believe that god is proactive or is he reactive and it sounds like you're saying he's reactive to what our decisions are. Oh, man. So that is an extremely difficult thing to address when you're talking about someone who is omniscient, omnipresent, and all that stuff. Um, because I would say he's proactive um, in the sense that he's seen through time. He knows how things will occur. He knows the infinite number of ways that things can go. And there's a flowchart, essentially, for it all. Um, but... Uh, reactive in the sense that like hey he took path 3 on flowchart A you know universe 19 you know um, I was joking about the universe part um, and so like there like there's okay that that's that's the path now mm -hmm. or that's the plan or that's the the, the way things went and uh, and so you know that largely you know and i think that's I, I really think that's why i don't have a huge qualm with if tomorrow it was like no it, it, it's predestination dum dum because i i see a lot of predestination in that but i do believe that there's avenues to exercise free will um you know and and i i you know i again and admittedly job is a book that i struggle with and study through and still struggle with you know, um, but that, um, and even just like the purpose of mankind is what? To glorify God. So why not just have angels glorify God if that's what, you know, like, the, uh, you're saying that like, why didn't he, if God wanted uh, glory, why didn't he just have angels glorify him? Yeah, like, like, what is the purpose of, like, yeah, essentially, like, what is the purpose of having a, uh, of creating something that glorifies you and then saying, well, I'm going to create something in my image that I'm going, like, I believe that it's, God wants us to, to glorify him, absolutely, but there's greater meaning in, um, choosing to glorify him albeit i would argue that our salvation is one of the milestones of the predestination but ultimately like we're coming there's still journey to that point instead of just a clockwork god that i've written up the code i'm pressing escape there's literally no reason for well, me to interact yeah, like, we anymore. we all agree that like god uses means to accomplish his ends he doesn't just like oh it's it's a uh... 3.42 a.m. January 16th, 1996. It's time to, like, you know, touch Travis's heart 
and just like now he'll from before this time he was not regenerate not a christian and after this time he will be no he uses you know sermons and and his messengers and uh he uses the events of your life all to kind of culminate in that um so we're not we're not denying that he uses those ends or that he uses those means but we're saying that he ordains all of the means as well as the ends that they wind up accomplishing. Well, you say can I argue? No, 1996. Okay. Can I argue that, and this is probably plain semantics, but from the sounds of it, I think you mean to say he ordained and not ordains. Because like I can't see a predestination sure, God I'm sure. I'm, as I'm fine an with that active one. God. Right. Mm. Uh, like where, as where... an active God? Yeah. No, I I would disagree with that, but so I would you say would go that, with like like a clockwork theory God. No, I don't think it's clockwork, but I think that he is. But it's predetermined. He is um, interacting, like he is bringing things about. He's he's actively involved in his creation. You know, becoming uh, incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ. Like I, I do agree with that. I don't think God, even though like saying predestined everything i do still believe that god is not like since he's speaking real in his um, like predestination if predestination was real i don't think god would just like oh predestined i'm just gonna sit back and everything i think he's actively working i think he's always actively doing stuff all the why time. why is he intervening I, I'll, what it what is the need to, ordained that he would intervene but, but what is the need to intervene if it's all already I, planned and done and executed. I, I don't think this is... That we could even come close to what the reality is. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's one of the big things. But like, like, we're asking questions. We're saying, but, why, but why, that's, but like, I'm not saying... And I'm not saying that he does well, actively intervene now. But 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 that's what... But, like, that's... We, that's, I think, my hiccup is, like, that's why I, I think there there is free will. Because I, I believe that God is active. I believe that God is involved. And so... I, what is the need of of action if it's already predestined, it's already planned, you know, this person's going to do this, and then that's going to have this effect, and this chemical is going to go off in their brain, that's going to do this, and then this person's going to lead this tragedy. Right, you can, know, I, like, can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, and I'm going to say this point and ask you a question, because I, I remember hearing someone say this, and I thought that was a good point. The free will is not an explanation it's more of a label mm -hmm. because if i was to ask you what do you mean by free will i mean i think that needs to be asked because what is free will and how does god not have his hand in it if he's created everything is free will a void of god's presence or his creation <laughs> like what is free will yeah I, I i would answer that question i think i think free will is um and i'm trying to be careful not to just like redefine free will with different like it's the liberty to do what i want <laughs> yeah um so like i i think that free will are um areas um or times um in life where god says you have the ability to choose and ultimately whatever choice you make um will still lead you to this uh, end goal. And he has no connection to and the choice. And your choosing is independent of his coaxing. Yeah. Um, I believe that God can mm. 
coax in those situations. Um, I, again, I think it's I think it's one of those things that like you would never know. You know, you never know if it's hey, I got a funny feeling because God or just because I'm an anxious person or hey, uh, I changed my mind because I don't even know why or I thought I had an original idea and God inceptioned it into me, you know? Um, so th those moments of free will, um, I think God is still very present and active in them. Um, but ultimately, uh, there is no effect to the kingdom. It doesn't matter if I have cornflakes or frosted flakes this morning for breakfast. I can choose what breakfast I want because it doesn't matter um, in kingdom work. It doesn't matter in the glorification of the Lord. Um, now, I and I will freely admit that maybe there are, um, you know, and, and again, like, his ways are not our ways. He's bigger than we can know. Like, maybe there is impact and significance in my choice of cornflakes or frosted flakes that morning. And if I had frosted flakes, uh, you know, I'll have a little extra oomph um, and I'll feel better. And when I meet with somebody, I'll be in a better mood and, you know, uh, bless them in a way. You know, and I, I think I think that, that God is so vast that it's impossible to know, but that there has to be... Um, freedom in that because ultimately glorification of, of the Lord um, is our, our ultimate goal and and if and if that's what God desires why not just have everyone glorify you and why even create an opportunity for sin one so one thing I've noticed about people who believe in predestination and people who believe in free will people in who believe in predestination or solely people who like yeah predestination is this there's no other way people who believe in free will all the people i've known believe okay free will is it but also there's a little bit of predestination um and i think that's true that's why i kind of i'm on the line i am more on thinking free will it is but i'm like that's why i said like at the beginning i believe in both i believe that god Let's say I was talking to Eric and he's not a Christian. Eric, I told him I'm controlling, I change him and change him, change him. I believe he does have a choice. But that say Sam's not a Christian. I also feel like God used me. God predestined Sam to become a Christian. That's why I have a struggle of I don't know why it can't be both. That's one one thing. Thing I just don't. I I honestly feel like it could be both. But everyone who believes in predestination, only believes in predestination. Everyone who believes in very few will always. And this isn't my opinion. Always brings in. Oh, but it's also some predestination. Can I have either of you or both of you explain this to me? Because this is what, what why I say it can't be both and doesn't make any sense. Explain to me how any part of our reality can actually be free of God. Like, just like do whatever we want? I mean, that's, that's like, how you're well, explaining free will. Or he is absent completely. Yeah, like you're saying there's freedom. He's not affecting the outcome. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I believe in both. No, no, I'm but saying. I don't... Yeah, I, I think that might be taking their... 
like pushing their argument a little bit further than they're trying to push it. Yeah, like I would never say like free will is the absence of God. Yeah. Like like God's like blind to like this five no, not, minute span. Not, not blind, but look, he made you, right? Uh huh. Everything. Okay. Everything. And even with, your desires. Even your desire and but knowing the circumstances that your desires would find themselves in. And the and the and the context those desires. Everything. Every aspect. And you're talking about a freedom here that is somehow yeah, so, non-existent so, in so, another. So kind how of... could how, so? Is your? <clears throat> I just cut you off. That was rude. I apologize. No, that's the problem. He's um, done. Is is your question? God made me one hundred and one hundred percent. He knows how everything's gonna happen every in my life. Neuron. Yeah, yeah. Like he knows every bit of me. He knows that you know if he knows that if something tickles me, it pisses me off. If you know whatever. So he would know then when I'm presented with the choice of A or B under this stimulation um, or under these stimuli, it needs to be properly, under these stimuli, that I would choose A over B um, because yes. that's how I operate. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying. Well, yes, but... So, okay. would, you, would you not account for chaos? There no. is no chaos. There is no chaos. Yeah. Oh, oh, and Wait, I, okay, are we, are we speaking... Are we speaking scientific chaos or are we just talking like chaos, chaos? philosophical chaos because i get like oh weather is a chaotic system and even if you know the position and trajectory of every particle like you still can't predict the outcome reliably but it's like okay that, are you saying there is no none of I, that i agree that scientific <clears throat> chaos exists but i think that philosophical chaos like what god, is define philosophical chaos sorry that god is not relying on like the heisenberg principle or the lack thereof to to figure out whether he knows tomorrow's weather like he actually does get it yeah, yeah. So, so so i would i would say that yeah absolutely under uh you know laboratory conditions when presented with you know these variables under this stimuli god knows that i would choose this over that that kind of thing and i do think that god um can foresee uh, everything, but I, I think scientific chaos only strengthens my argument of, hey, just because I know what the outcome is doesn't mean I've determined what the outcome would be. No, I just know what the outcome but would that, be. That's what I'm saying is that, and this is what Travis was getting at, that, okay, because, well, I would say this. So, so we, were, we were just talking about predestination and how things have already happened, okay? So that means that you're outcomes your life the knowledge of it, it actually existed before you mm -hmm. it existed in god okay so what you're seeing has pre-existed your consciousness of, of it. it so you're saying there's some sort of freedom but it cannot be otherwise it did not exist as it is uh, and... I'm, I'm being tripped up hold on no 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 no, no. <laughs> that's sorry, actually sorry. really good no, i haven't man. heard it yeah. no, 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 no 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 it, it's not like whoa my mind's blown i'm being tripped up my existence has has already existed. Yeah, this or this it has moment. been it has been conceived. This, this no, moment, everything has existed before you've come to be. You're now manifesting. So maybe you have not thought about predestination this way, but this is yeah. What we're, I, I I think he I, actually. I, I think Miguel actually is making an important distinction between existed and like existed as prototype or existed as pre-manifest, like. 
You can cognizant you can, reality you can without it. being. You can I'm not. I'm. Tr I'm not trying to be a brat. I'm lost in this now. Okay. I, I don't know how you want to label it because I think it's inconsequential how you label it. Because when, when you're saying it's existed, yeah, it was ordained to be exactly yeah. this way. And that's what. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in the mind of God, Miguel, this moment. Yeah. This existed, moment yeah. has already been ordained. Has yeah. been has existed in his mind, and what you are is a manifestation of what was already existed. Okay. However you want to say it existed. Okay. So where is this level of freedom that you're talking about? If that is the case, and I would argue biblically it is, and there's no question of it, then how do you get this idea of freedom? That's what I'm saying. There's like this vacuum. I, I would, I would, it sounds like what you're talking about is game theory and, and just gaming things out. Um, you know, you're saying, or, or like a flow chart, you know, like. You know, you're saying, okay, well, okay, I know everything that sets me. I know, I know all of Miguel. I know all of the things and the quirks and all this and stuff. And all the variables. Yeah, all the variables. And so, if we go down this path, then uh, you know, these are the stimuli. He's presented with option A and option B. He's going to take option A, which takes us to this path, etc. Well, I, I think I would, it's like a flowchart with no forks. <laughs> it's just one like manifesting of reality that's definitely going exactly this way by our interpretation yeah we don't believe that the outcome but i'm saying i'm saying the conception of it and then and then the manifestation of it would be like a, a straight line but but i'm saying that i think that's where the free will comes in is like god allows for that chaos to occur where it's like it does like hey i'm con i'm conceiving the universe right now and I know at this moment, at this time, at this point of the universe, this is going to occur. I am going to allow for a chaotic variable to come in and sway this left or sway this right. All right, great. Does that he, chaotic does variable he know came how in. it sways. Yes. Then, then. You but he allow, but he allows for the chaos to occur. So uh, this is why I would say to this whole idea of chaos that that idea the, the scientific chaos only exists because we're limited if we knew the weather perfectly each and every day we wouldn't have this idea of scientific chaos yeah it wouldn't be chaotic so us. god does not have this idea of scientific chaos but i would say even the idea of scientific chaos only exists because it pre-existed in some way shape or form in god's mind variable the idea of a variable has pre-existed in god's mind so everything that he has like everything that is was already in there and it's now being manifested in this level of reality. And so what I want to know is how do you arrive at this idea of freedom from that? How is that even I, I, possible? I don't know if I would say it's freedom. Okay, wait, freedom from what? You said freedom from that. Freedom from what? So from basically from God in some way, from shape, or form. the coercion yeah. of, yeah. So, so if he says, if he sees a flow chart and says, okay, there's a variable, does he know how the, which way the variable sways you? I would say he would have to because he had, um, he's omniscient. Right. So then how do you have a freedom to choose one way or the other? Like this Just freedom... because you know something doesn't um... mean you chose it. No, no, I'm asking. So the choice is yours. No, I mean from God, just because he knows what the outcome will be doesn't mean he chose what the outcome would be. But yes, he, he also designed you. And, so but it's he like also if, designed if the, the variable, and and yeah, and so it's like if the variable is oh Miguel is gonna have keep going back to breakfast cereal. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we, can, we can go to dinner. It's like, 
he designed your tongue. He designed your mind. He designed, like, what happened to you in the grocery store that made the cornflakes catch your eye over the yeah. Frosted Flakes or whatever. Like, he's... Everything. Well, yeah, and you you both have been saying what I was going to say. You didn't actually say the actual term itself, but that is say what... Say the term. That is, that is I think, the proper de definition of what free will is because you are acting according, you know in a sense, freely according to the will that you were given by God to yeah. act in yeah. in that he way. He designed so, that will. Right. Yeah. So you're saying all that, but like, yeah. that's, that's what it is. It's, it, that is your will that is being acted out. Yeah. yeah. So it is not free in the sense that we, we can, we can create these variables that, that then God, yeah, yeah that then God has our... to, has to then be, um, you know, he has to act against, you know, to make his so, hap his thing happen. So you're saying like, let's say I like, oh, I like, oh, this is going to be bad. Well, <laughs> I like oh I like uh, I like Hispanic women flakes oh and I don't <laughs> I'm not I, I like I find Hispanic women really really pretty I don't really find Asian women pretty you think that's my like like I'm gonna go speak to that Hispanic girl you think that's like the will that God gave me yes um, yeah. God, like, yeah. God set up your you brain right. chemistry cannot, your past experiences yeah. but you're saying that you... I cannot think if I cannot change the way of saying oh. Like, I probably spend with women a lot prettier than Asian women, but I can't, like, you're saying that I can't hack this system with saying, like, oh, wait a minute, no, I don't like Asian women or prettier now than Hispanic women. No, it's... No, because then they would argue that God... Fine, let's do um, taste buds. God right? made yeah, you to buds. be defiant and self-aware of the situation, yep, and so right. then you would yep. switch over... Oh, um... Wait, okay, here's a good one. Okay, here's a you good one. You may not like no, that. No, no, no. That's wait, wait, exactly what it's, 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 it's a self-fulfilling okay, prophecy. Hang on, hang on. David, say this. hold on. All right, so... Uh, we'll get to self-fulfilling. Uh, okay, you're going you to like this one. Okay. But, so, oh you're saying that, like, oh, I like men. <laughs> okay? I'm not... Okay, I'm not... You're right, you Eric want. would really like that. I like, I like men, but I don't like <laughs> women. Okay? I was not born... I was not born gay. I cannot hack this system of saying... Changing my DNA and making me a female, making me, that's what you're saying. You can be, I, I'm choosing, my will, you're saying, is that I'm choosing to like men, that I'm thinking that I'm a female. But I cannot make it so that my DNA says female, correct? So that's what yeah, you're, you're not, you, well, sure. you, don't, you don't get yeah. to just warp reality okay, into, yeah. into the shape of your designs. I, I think a more important question, I heard a, I heard a pastor put it like this, is like, a more important question than is there free will is is there goodwill, and the answer is no. Like well, okay, there's, there's you are <laughs> like is there goodwill? Well, you're free to do whatever you want, and what you want is to hate God and to reject His plans and to reject His sovereignty over everything. And why do you and want like, that? Well, and I mean Jesus even says it himself. He says the thing about like, look, you know, here's the con. You want to know? You want to know what condemnation looks like? I'm the light of the world, and I came into the world, and the world hated me, and it preferred darkness over light. Its deeds are evil. And it's like, you know, if you do whatever you want, what you want will take you straight to hell. Right. And there's there's no goodwill. God is the only exerciser of goodwill in the universe. And then, you know, the next... It's, it's like we're falling right into Paul's trap of where you go, well, then who... You know, how's God going to find fault? Everybody, everything's just playing out exactly as he ordained it. And what does Paul say? 
like shut your mouth who are you're you a clay pot yeah. you know it's like you're gonna mouth off to the potter but what were you gonna say about self-fulfilling prophecy no it's just that line of of argument can't be debunked then um, I agree. But that doesn't make it true. You're right. It's you're right. That's, that's like saying, like, hey, guys, I'm right 100% of the time. Prove me wrong. You can't because I'm right 100% of the time. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's a, in a closed system. I, I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If, if we did not agree that the Bible is authoritative, which, you know, that's like you'd have to have a whole other series of podcasts to kind of talk about how we, in our various experiences, have arrived at that conclusion, I, I think you could say yes. But I think Eric said one of the most important things that's been said all night way earlier, where he's like, the Bible doesn't really leave the question open. It's like the Bible says things like, hey, you roll a dice, and it came up four. And God, mm-hmm. billion trillion years ago, was like, that dice is going to be a four. <laughs> you know? What's well, you know, infinity what, What's yeah. it been ago. 20 years ago? That's, that's another podcast oh, no. topic too. Oh no, that's another topic. For another but that's, day too. so that's the thing is like we can you you're when you're trying to argue free will, you're taking a philosophical like approach. Presuppositions. To it. Yeah. I'm already basing it off of scripture, and then I'm arguing, and then I go off of that. Like okay. you can't what you're trying to say. Like just be honest. If what you were just trying to argue, can we find it in the scriptures right now? So. Then how would, so then, okay, and I keep turning to Job, like, how would you, that, you would say that God designed it so that Satan would want to screw with Job, but God can't screw with Job, so he said, hey, Satan, you can do whatever you want to Job, and then washed his hands of it, so Satan was the bad guy, even though God designed for Satan to then go and screw with Job's life. Right, right, right. So, it's like like you're wanting us to feel uncomfortable, but we felt uncomfortable. I'm not not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. No, no, no. I'm I'm trying to... I'm sorry, I didn't mean you're trying to, like, get us out of our position. No, I'm I'm trying to address, like, that's not my, like, my whole argument doesn't hinge on Mm -hmm. Job, but then I would say, then God's ordaining sin and he's planning sin and he's executing sin in a in a way like and i say that because and because the bible says it yeah like, like hey i'm god i create light i create darkness i ordain calamity and see, evil and i ordain creation and the, and righteousness I, I okay I, okay so i think i think <laughs> i think we just kind of hit uh a point where i would disagree like i wouldn't I think by the creation of light, then by default you have the opposite, which would be darkness. So I was quoting Isaiah, right? And I think my my challenge there is, and arguably I'm not a theologian. I wouldn't be able to even tell you where that art, you know, where that argument ultimately play out, but. When when he's talking about creation of light and creation of darkness, and he's talking about creation of uh, good and creation of evil, is it um, these are aspects of myself that I am bringing to light, or I am... I wouldn't say aspects of himself, yeah. But isn't everything an extension of God? No. Okay. We, we, cannot, we cannot know that because what we're basing off like what we're basing our knowledge off of is whatever is revealed in the scripture, and that's not something revealed in the scripture. And I just want to say, if you think for one second that none of us 
have those questions that you're yeah. asking. I've asked the same yeah. questions, and, and even like even the Clockwork God one from like you know half hour forty five minutes ago, like that's a really good one. That's a hard one to. That's a hard one yeah. to come to terms. I'm with. not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not saying y'all are wrong, but what I'm saying is like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see how what I'm saying doesn't line up either. Like, how is how it? How yours is not a viable harmonization of the data that we have. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a really um, great Travis. That's really yeah, just just because, like, again, like, like I have no qualm with Eric with what you were saying earlier about, you know, hey, God sat down, he planned the universe, he saw all of this out, you know, but but where I would say is like, hey, when I think then when he sees like, and there will be a hundred options presented, ultimately it doesn't matter what option he takes because it doesn't matter. No matter what option he takes, then the outcome will be the same. That sounds so like milestone theory. Hey, trademark. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. And but, so, and so, like, but that, but that's what. Isn't that frivolous? Why did he create a hundred non-consequential? Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. I mean, why would he create so many beings that he, he's not going to lead to salvation? But they have a purpose. Which I'm is, asking you what the purpose of these 99 other variables were like what like it's just to, to grant free will okay so that I know that's what you're arguing show me that in the scriptures then then what we could be like okay well I guess it's, but you can't there's like nothing there and that's what I'm saying is it's purely based off of a, a philosophical speculation trying to make sense of things and, it's and like, it feels a lot better like honestly it feels a lot better. To be, well, on the surface at least, it feels better to say, no, God's not like, God didn't, you know, it wasn't it, it wasn't God's will that your grandmother got breast cancer. It happened, and God is, sure, God is sovereign over it, but it wasn't part of his will. And then it's like, you feel like you've kind of gotten out clean. You know, uh, it's like you've kind of gone through that tunnel and come out the other side clean. I kind of disagree with that. If you're saying like, oh, my grandmother got canceled, you're saying that people... People saying, "Oh, God didn't do that." Well, they would say that it, it's not like God uh, ordained that. Yeah, well, it no, happened. That, no, no that, I disagree with that. I, I think uh, God. Okay, did do you that. may. Most people, most American Christians, I guess I should say. You mean no, they would say that. something that sounds a lot more like, "No, it wasn't." <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, I missed the joke. What was the joke? Was, no, I, say I, it I again, didn't say it. He just important. held back from saying something. I was not to say it. Held back. Dang it. Okay. I, I want us to retain our listener base. So most <laughs> most of like standard American Christianity would say something along the lines of like, no, it wasn't God's will or plan that your grandmother got cancer. Now he can heal her and he can, you know, even if he doesn't heal her, then she'll go home to be with him. And, and you know, you, sound, you say all this stuff that sounds really sweet and reassuring, but then ultimately it's like, okay, then there are factors of this universe that are perpetrating themselves outside of God's domain of sovereignty. Yeah, and then scary. like once you kind of once you kind of hold on to that you're like, "Whoa, that's a lot scarier than my grandmother getting cancer yeah. or me getting cancer." Like I... there's pockets of the universe that over which God is not sovereign. Right. Yeah. I, and I, I think, that's I disagree with that. that I is... don't I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would I, say no. neither of you two have given me that impression, but I teach a lot of students who would say Things like that, and their parents would say things like that. I just, I, I just, like I said, I, I believe that there's opportunity that we're presented with that ultimately don't have 
consequential outcomes and that we can exercise free will in. Um, Even if you don't see it that way, I, w- I would say that... Well, because one thing that I've, I've heard as, as kind of an argument is just that the fact that we have choices means we have free will, which is, is not a one-to-one equal thing. Because yes, everyone has choices. Like, sure, if that's how you want to define free will. Right, right. But, well, that's want. the thing is yeah, you are acting that. according to your will when you come to a fork in the road and you have a decision to make, right? Right. So you're gonna go with the thing that is favored in your will, you know? Right. Right. But that w- but but the argument is that God ordained that will. Exactly. You. Yeah. Right. And you're so there was this. never there was never a scenario where you would have gone a different way because this is the way God planned for it to always go. Yeah, I, I you know. I, I again I, I believe that nothing's outside the knowledge, the scope, or the power of God. Um, you know, like it's not a surprise which option I take, um, but there's freedom within what option I take. You know, and, and again that's it's you know I want I just I, I need you to explain that. Like actually because everything you said preceding that because this is what i've seen and i know travis has seen it sam has seen it and we've lived it but like what will happen when i have this discussion when when i was going to a college that was heavily arminian um and it means just, free willy free willy <laughs> yeah um it's like there I was thought, just i thought you were talking about like the people i was like you went to what? there was this what, what you would call it like a contradiction there i mean it was it was a contradiction where i would have people tell me you know, we're having a theological discussion that faith is our part. And then they would go to chapel and sing a song where they're asking God for faith, which made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, faith is our contribution. Yeah. We muster the faith. Yeah. And I've actually heard pastors say that explicitly, like, you know, you have to take the first step. And then if you do that, God will do everything else. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that's works righteousness. Yeah. Because that's yeah. saying if you but they don't believe will that because... do this, and even if this, even if X, the variable, is just, you know, resigning yourself to God's will, submitting, like letting uh, the, the the walls that you had that were keeping God out, like you you open up those walls and or those doors, whatever, and like let the spirit in. And it's like once you do that act, then God will do the rest of forgiving and sanctifying and justifying you and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, so it's up to me. And the degree to which you put a person's salvation in their own hands is the degree to which it won't get done. You know, yeah. it's like, you'll, you'll just right keep those walls up. So like, that's, that will happen. Like, that's what they're arguing. But then you bring that up to them to saying no. And then, you know, they also say like God's in control and all that stuff. And it's like, but if you work out the idea of God being in control, if you work out the scriptures and what it's presenting to you, it doesn't allow you, it doesn't afford you any room of what you were just saying. And so like, you just said that there's nowhere, there's no power, the scope or whatever. Okay. Whatever it is, extension of God, there's no place that doesn't have that. Yeah. You're talking about a freedom. What is the freedom? What it, what are you what, what are you free to do and how is it free? How are you defining freedom? I, I think <laughs> just just because you know what the outcome would be doesn't mean that you've forced the outcome. But if you invented the universe, you then you kind of did. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the scenario does not exist 
without God. So you can't say that the outcome does not exist without God because the scenario which the outcome will come from existed because of God. Well, you, the universe, and the variable. And ultimately, as a Christian, at what point would you ever want to be outside of God's will anyway? To make your own... He doesn't want to. Huh? We make chicken. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Right, so, I well, got. I don't know if you have an answer. Okay. If you want to say uh, while he's thinking about that, I want to jump in and Woo! talk about Peter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I want to talk a little bit about uh, predestination, free will. What I believe is, yeah, I, I've, I've been taught like we're all predestined on a fixed. Fixed route, whatever God chose is that route, and then there's the um, then there's there's the tw then there's the thing about freedom and and will and there's a line in the scripture that says that we're not free to do our own will, like uh, we have the freedom as I've been taught that um, we are free, we have the freedom to serve Christ. But not everyone has the same amount of freedom because of where God has placed us, and because of the different uh, regional co cultures, and there's places where Christianity is heavily criticized mm. and um, and condemned. And even back in the Bible times, people got killed for their faith. They didn't, they didn't really have the freedom like we do today. And so, um, how our Freedom of will is similar to what a lot of you were saying. Um, we have the freedom to make these choices. We have the we have the freedom to choose to serve God. We have the freedom to go against God, and um, it would be very unloving of God if He just forced us to be believers without our own um, consent. Without our own consent. Well, I I think one thing that you said actually did remind me of something that. I think is another point, important point, is like the word freedom applies to those who are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not in Christ, you're not free anyway. You're, you're, you're bound. bound and and yeah. the, the, the scripture uses the word free to refer to those who are in Christ. But then to say that it's unloving of God to leave us dead, you know, it's like you're a corpse. You're in, you're in a valley <laughs> of dry bones right. and God can either like leave you he can, he can, like, tap you on your bone shoulder and be like, hey, like, do you want some of this life? Do you want yeah. some of this, like, you know, joy and love and all that kind of stuff? And what yeah. are you going to do? You're just going to lay there and be like, I'm a skeleton. Mm -hmm. and uh, Or he can invade you without waiting for your permission or your consent. He can invade you, fill you with life, joy, love. Right. And you're not going to be like, dude, I really wish you hadn't, like, done that without my I consent first. No, you're going to be like, glory be to God who saved a wretched, miserable, dead, you know, like totally, uh, like I wasn't even able to react to divine stimuli, to use the fancy word. And, uh, you know, you, you gave me a heart of flesh that not only could react, but would view you as lovely and would mm -hmm. worship you. And like, I wouldn't trade this. For the, like, freedom of skeletal decay. You were going to sure. say something. Uh, I was, and I lost it. Um, 
Oh, uh, uh, in reference to my question? Well, remind me of the question. The question was, if as a Christian, at what point would you ever want to be outside of God's will to like freely choose apart from that? Um, I, I, I wouldn't, but I, I do believe that there's there's the freedom, and, and I was gonna I was I was gonna present the question that is, is your argument that anything that God well I know I know what your answer would be but, um, <laughs> you, it's it's a very limited scope of you know like it's just predestined. There's no freedom Simplifi- predestined it simplifies things predestined um but like but like you're saying God knows what the outcome would be so he pre preordained it. Well, but more than just knowledge, he created every all the elements of the outcome and the scenario the way he wanted it to be. Yeah. Mm. So it's just like, um, because like, because I'm looking at it like, like, you know, I, uh, this isn't true, but I like sweet over salty any day of the week, and then, uh, you know, that that's the way I'm made. And then one day you just decide to switch to, switch to salty instead of sweet, you know, um, you know, and I think that falls outside of the realm, <laughs> arguably still within the realm of stimuli. Um, mm-hmm. You're saying uh huh because it would still fall within the realm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it absolutely does. But you know, um, but I think for the for the for the decision making process. Um, largely it would fall outside of the realm um of that stimuli and so i think you know that there are those instances that again just ultimately don't matter in the decision making process like like yeah i i made this person i know everything that makes them tick i know everything that makes their that that affects and and changes their mind and all that stuff um but ultimately when it when it comes to this decision at this time it might be one of those times that they decide to be contrarian. It might be a time that they decide to go with the flow and take the easy option. Uh, and ultimately, it doesn't matter. Like I, I, I believe there's so much depth that's created into each and every single one of us that it's... Um, it's not needed to be micromanaged, you know? Um the the okay so here are the problems that I have with what you're saying is that I don't see any roots in the scriptures for it. Right. So I, I'm I'm gonna have to do homework on that. Yeah. So the whole like I said, dwarf among giants. <laughs> so, but the trademark uh, milestone theory, okay, okay, is it seems very. <laughs> I really hope that becomes a thing, even if it's wrong. It just really, I would love to just stumble upon it on the internet one day, and someone would be like, it's "The like, milestone theory of uh, predestination." It's like, it's like, like you're a Calvinist, you're a Mahiasist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool song. Um, but yeah, so it seems just arbitrary, because there's no way of knowing what is a milestone and what isn't a milestone. And it seems like what you're saying is all the important stuff is predestined and all the non-important stuff is not predestined, even though the mechanisms for both are the same. And it's like, so why then, why then is there, why, I mean, not that you can answer this, but this is what just doesn't make sense to me. This doesn't seem in the character of God to allow for freedom in inconsequential things just for the sake of freedom. 
Like what? It doesn't amount to glorifying God that you chose toast over pancakes. And it wouldn't get him off the hook for being the bad guy because he's still in charge of the big stuff, which is the stuff that people would really gripe about, you know. And at. yeah, when you go back to Job, those are big things. Yeah. It's not like, oh, hey, Satan, tell Job to choose cornflakes and to like Hispanic men. I was trying to combine that thing. <laughs> but uh, that actually got a little worse. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like... It was life-changing. He lost his everything. Right. So that's what I'm saying, that, that, that you're saying a lot of things with the milestone theory that I, I don't think that you even care about in this discussion. <laughs> it's really about... If you're saying that all the things that we have freedom in are just the inconsequential things, then there's no point to it, really, because it's inconsequential. And then when you get to the consequential things, you're still having to deal with predestination. Well, but and it doesn't answer what you were talking about with Joe. But I think consequential things are be again beyond our scope of understanding. Like, like I like I would say like somebody dying would be consequential, and that's kind of a big thing. Like. Like somebody going out and murdering someone, I'm like, whoa, that's that's a big deal, you know. But like, to kingdom work, it might not be. And so, like, I'm just accounting for things that are beyond my scope of that are that are potentially beyond my scope of knowledge, you know. Which is again why I I don't have a problem with if somebody were to come to me like, hey, yeah, it, it, it's predestination. I think one, I'm I'm very close to a predestination theory anyway and two because ultimately like the the only thing that matters is christ be glorified and kingdom work and then the only reason kingdom work is important is because it's the glorification of god so you know What I and that and that's why I say like like it like stubbing my toe might be a milestone. It might not be a milestone. Like like I don't know. I can't know. It's not my place to know, and it doesn't matter if I know, because ultimately God is the sovereign one in this, and He's the one who knows. And so, you know, if you know if stubbing my toe somehow becomes kingdom work because I end up going to the doctor for a stubbed toe and I proclaim the gospel and then this doctor becomes a believer and he sees a hundred thousand patients and he goes on mission trips and, and all that stuff like wow like that's that's big but if i just stub my toe complain about it um because it's it's not a milestone it, and you know so yours is a theory without any evidence to support it Yikes! <laughs> My mine is a theory that I brought no ammunition for. Yes. <laughs> okay. I I would Gun that is no that is what I no like like I no, I, I got you like and I'm not like I'm, you said you you've still have homework that you yeah like like, like I and and again like I'm yeah, I'm arguably sitting yeah. amongst people who I would consider far more educated and far more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Oh. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're you straight up pointed to yeah, David. No, that David was one of those people. <laughs> you misinterpreted totally that. I was that. saying, you know, like so you know, and 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 by my own admission, like it's this is something that like 
it has very little weight upon me. Like, like if it's, again, like if you were to come to me, I'd be like, oh, okay, great. Like, that's good to know. I'll put that in my back pocket. Like, thank you for that confirmation. Nothing changes, you know, like, um, you know, and I know you say like, oh, if, if that were true, like th a lot of things would change, but like, I really don't like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with like, my life is sacrificed to Christ. Like, like, and, and like, I think my testimony is most apparent to that. Like I sat down with a guy from my dorm and, and we talked about the Bible and I wasn't a believer and, and, you know, he presented me with this stuff and I presented him. I was like, like, look, like, this is why I don't believe he came forward. He's like, okay, well, counter argument A, counter argument B, counter argument C. And I was like, okay, those all hold water. And he's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Like, like, and he's like, like, get my hand stamped. Well, like, no, like that's legitimately, I was like, well, yeah. I guess, I guess, uh, Christ is a dude who came as a part of God and and that's that's the truth of it and he's like well you really want to weigh weigh that out and I was like no that's the truth like that's huh. like truth is truth I'm good with that like no qualm no fight like my life is now surrendered 100% that's it I'm curious what his uh points were to get you yeah there that easily oh, man. uh well it wasn't like it wasn't a one-day thing like it, this was like a well this is what it's I like think like a 13 minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm sold. It was actually during filming of a, like a 2 hour podcast episode that uh <laughs> no, like this this was like a like this was a many week thing. Uh-huh. Um and 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 you know, I I'd, I'd come back and I'm like, "Well, what about this?" And it wasn't even like like he literally lived two doors down from me, so like I'd bump into him all the time. I was like, "What about that?" And he's like, "Give me give me a minute to think about it, you know? Mm -hmm. I'll get back to you tonight on it. Let's talk about that tomorrow, you know?" And, and, you know, like, he just invested time, but hmm. I don't even know what half those arguments were anymore, okay. truthfully, like, but, you know, like, I, like, I, I truly, like, if, 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 like I said, if tomorrow it was, like, predestination is right, I'm like, cool, put it in my back pocket, now I know, when I talk to people about Christ, predestination is the thing, man, decide, don't decide, doesn't matter, it's predetermined. <laughs> Would you, <laughs> not, like, not, not quite, would you, not quite. Not that way, Sam? If, if God said uh, predestination... I mean, free will was the thing. Would you? If would that affect your faith at all? Did you say if God said that? Yeah, I'm saying like like, like if, saying, it was, if it was if it was revealed to you through revelation, like that, if God yeah. told me, I'd be like, why would you write a book so like obfuscating of a fact that? No, obviously, that's what I would, I would say is well, God, I respect what you say. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I choose to disagree, and there ain't nothing you can do about it because that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> In your face, God! I'm gonna use my free will <laughs> to bonk uh, yeah. at I, so, I didn't I, get to finish uh, my thought uh, from earlier when I was making up the point. Uh, it'd be unloving of God to force people in that heaven. Like, and I'm talking about like from the non-believer stand standard. Like, if they made no effort to surrender their life to Christ, they kept living the simple life without... Um, Repenting, repenting, and surrendering their life to Christ, and being able to go to heaven—that—that's like um, that, that would be completely unfair because the people who are living a life of servitude, um, at servitude towards Christ, they've made the effort to well, make that living sacrifice. I think there's two layers of mm -hmm. response. Well, mm -hmm. I was I was gonna add on to what what Travis had said mm -hmm. to your point earlier. Yeah. 
is that he was talking about like we're dead in our trespasses and sins right. apart from Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so what you're saying makes sense. Uh, well, um, both both people who who are dedicated to Christ and people who are are not, yeah. but both of those are are God, you know, being involved, right? And so the fact that these people don't care about God means that they're dead in their trespasses and sins, right. and God is leaving them there. But those that are dedicated to Christ are the ones he saved from mm -hmm. that life. Right. So everyone would be these people who don't care yeah. if God hadn't, you know, saved them in the first place. Yeah, yeah, but so. the point I'm making is, like, if God just designed it for everyone to go to heaven, no work involved, it, it, wouldn't be, it would be unloving because uh, he's forcing them with, Wait, against their will. Right. It would be so unloving for God to design it so that salvation was not by works. By not 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 by faith. I mean, not by faith. by your exertion of faith. You're producing. Yeah, like, you have like, to produce like faith. You, you just existed. Yeah, you didn't, I mean, you didn't put the effort. well. One, well, we, like we believe, we believe that everyone yeah. that is elect, predestined, right. that winds up, you know, becoming a Christian, they do so by way of mm -hmm. the preached word and then they they hear it their hearts are pricked you know mm -hmm. the spirit invades them you know grants them new life grants them faith and they profess jesus as lord right. we don't believe that there's anyone who's going to heaven that god's like well you may reject the idea that jesus is lord yeah. but when you die even like you're going to die believing that jesus is not lord and i'm going to take you to heaven anyway because i said so like, we believe that God uses yeah. the preached word right. and all that. But then mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it wouldn't be loving of God to require anything. Even a, you know, an oath of fealty or of loyalty to him. Like, oh, right. okay, I, I believe. Because then it's like, that you wouldn't do it. Right. Because you hate Jesus. Right. The way you said that was just... You, me you said too. It like, like, I hated Jesus until he like invaded my life and and cut out my heart of stone and replaced it with a heart of flesh right and that that kind of attributes to what i was saying and the point it was making like if there wasn't like any work involved it wouldn't be very loving of him because he didn't give us like the requirement for um us having to put our faith in him put our trust in him and being loyal to him and yeah but we wouldn't do it yeah we wouldn't do it yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> we wouldn't if if God put a requirement on us. Yeah, we would be like, "Well, screw you," mm -hmm. you know, and we would just reject Him. Right. So I, I wouldn't. I I disagree with the idea that it would be unloving of God to ordain a system for salvation that requires nothing of us. Right. Like it requires nothing of us, but God fulfills all of the requirements. <laughs> right and and my and that my point was like um just the ability to go to heaven without asking him into our hearts at all that was the angle i was working with if that was the system i mean god doesn't come into our heart because we ask him politely to do so not not asking him politely but with that willingness no right but that's what i'm saying We're is unwilling. we we don't have yeah. a willingness to yeah. for for yeah. for god to be in our lives at all you know, it's, it's we love darkness, right? And yeah. he is light, mm -hmm. so we reject him, mm -hmm. and then he's like, I'm "Going in, you know." 
So, mm-hmm. um, I just got one question. Uh, I don't know if this book, like, people use it the long way or they, like, you know, those, we were talking about this a couple of months ago. Like, there's some Bible verses people use it as a different way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, for instance, uh, 1 Corinthians 10 13, like, it says, like, oh, the temptation in your life. Like he won't make it greater. greater. Yeah. Like there is a way out. Wouldn't you say like that's it's giving you a choice, like, oh hey, you can like the temptation you can do uh you can steal, but you don't have to steal. But there is a there is a way out. You're choosing. Like wouldn't you say that would be kind of free will? Well again, making decisions doesn't mean you automatically have free will. <laughs> At least in the sense that you're talking about it. Right. And trying but, to figure that out is I don't, say that's I don't know if that's a Bible verse that people like. I know they. I mean, I, I get that. the idea. It's like, oh, God is giving you a way out, but will you take it? And to me, it's more like, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to go back to the clockwork, you know, examples. But it's like God doesn't build a pressure tank without a release valve, you know. And so when the pressure builds up. Like he, there's a way out, and the the Christian's gonna take that way out. So God, you know, will ordain hardships in your life, and He will also ordain the exit from that hardship, whether the exit is death or whether it is you know deliverance in your time, or you know whatever else it might be. Like God provides the the solution and that's you know the p that's perseverance or preservation of the saints you know that god is going to keep us you, to the you end you say in a general sense or always in every instance uh i'm definitely in a general sense i'm i think i also mean the other one i think i also mean in uh every specific instance but you know i'm just trying to go through my head right now and take inventory like is there a specific instance where i'd say i disagree with that like well, you want to come at me with something? Well, what I meant is like if you if you did steal, would you say then you <clears throat> you're not a Christian? You didn't take the way out. Yeah, you succumbed to the temptation instead of. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that you're not a Christian, but it's like, what's the way out? Like specifically? Yeah, what's the way out? Like I've I've stolen. What's the deliverance? What's the solution? What's oh, the I, well, I was peacemaking thinking, mechanism? I was thinking more of deliverance from temptation. In the moment. So that yeah. you won't... Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. But you're saying there's a way out of just the punishment of it. Uh, a way out of the consequences, sure. And I think that um, it would be kind of impossible to have the other interpretation where you'd say, oh, a Christian will definitely, you know take the way out away from the temptation and won't succumb to the temptation when you look where the bible says like look if we say we don't have any sin then we're making him a liar you know so all right i feel dense you feel dense yeah because i i didn't i didn't follow that argument at all like like if we're presented with temptation and we're told that we will also be presented with an escape from that temptation than to believe, like, if if he's right, no, that's not the right way of starting that sentence, uh, if I believe that Christians will always take the way out of the temptation that's and not, not true. fall no, to the temptation, 
if if I believe that, then I'm I'm believing that against other scriptures that tell me things that are directly contrary. So my interpretation would be incorrect. But but the art but like that scripture itself that says like you know, you will be presented with an exit to that temptation mm -hmm. wouldn't would I miss the argument that that doesn't uh disprove free will. Or that doesn't disprove predestination. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call that a silver bullet by any means, but I'd no, say No, I that... don't think it's a silver bullet, but I mean I think it's an I think it's a valid argument. Like, okay, if if, if you I'm presented never... with sin and I'm also presented with an escape from that sin or and from that temptation sin. and you still sin. Or I could not then... sin because I'm presented with the escape from that sin. Mm -hmm. Or from but that temptation. My idea would be you will never be able to point your finger at God and tell him I fell to this temptation because it was greater than I, you know, like there was no way for me to not fall to the temptation. But God will always be able to point to that exit and say, look, here's the exit. And that that's kind of what Eric was saying about how responsibility and accountability is a hard thing to wrap your mind around whenever you talk about predestination. So, like, here's the thing, like, yeah, you, you, I don't, I don't. Look, we're just speculating. I don't know that God would say, here's the route you could have taken it. I mean, I guess he could. But it's like, if, if what he wrote is really there, then we both know then, hey, I was never going to take it because... I didn't. Yeah. But yeah. Why, was, why give in? Right, right. Give why choice? give that and why the responsibility? Oh, and this is the, the most ironic thing because that question goes back to what Paul says. And Paul anticipates that question because he teaches predestination because you'll only ever ask that question yeah. with predestination. You're asking Why us that question to try to counter fault? predestination. But I couldn't I couldn't ask that question of you to counter free will. I would just be proving it. Yeah. So why would Paul even argue against that question? And so so my response has to be like, look, I'm a vessel of some kind. And it seems apparent to me and to others, you know, hopefully, that I'm a vessel that's created for you know, not for destruction. I'm a vessel that's created for glory, but that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be like burn marks that he uses to make whatever flares or I don't know, pottery <laughs> terms. Um, like I'm the pot and I don't get to like balk at the potter for not putting me through the exact set of circumstances that I would have liked to have been put through to become the pot that he would, that I wanted to be. Can I just uh, propose an idea that I thought of a while ago while speaking to someone? Um, what if consciousness is a result of the fall? You're like the I've Christian Vsauce guy. <laughs> I, don't I don't know enough about the Vsauce guy. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard, I've heard that one before. You know, like what if that's a glitch? In the Matrix? In the Matrix, that we're aware and we're asking these questions rather than just going through the system. And would you say that then that was a grace of God to have ordained the fall so that we get to consciously enjoy the ride instead of just being like an empty roller coaster chair? That's actually what I have thought but of. Then maybe what would like, the maybe be? it was. So, I don't know huh? if it's. Uh, I actually have thought about I can't. That. It's too early. We get for joy. Us to say. Yeah, we do. We get, get joy. joy. We experience love. Yeah. I know, actually like, have actually thought about but, that. But when would the same arguments rise it? of, huh? Well, what was the purpose of having of having choices? Then isn't it frivolous? Well, what isn't it? Isn't ultimately our joy and satisfaction frivolous because it's ultimately God's glorification? No, right, because but, He's glorified in us when we're satisfied in Him. 
Well, what I was going to say is this, that because I'm saying it's the fall or a glitch, it's not, it's something that God ordained, but wasn't necessarily part of his design. If that makes sense. It's something that goes against his design that I think he goes. So that's talking about the different wills of God. Right. Like the, there are the things that are consistent with his moral character. And then there are the things that he ordained to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So like the glitch doesn't necessarily reflect how he wanted things to happen. But for some reason, he worked it in there to make it work out for a more uh, colorful picture, I guess. But what you were saying is like, no, this is part of his design. And that's where I have an issue. That's that's the fundamental difference. Though. But, but your question of why he would do that, I don't know that I would say it's a good or bad thing. I'm going to let God say why it happens. What it happens. All I know is it creates the problems we're dealing with. We're conscious of the system that is in control of everything, and th- that's why we have these questions. Because, like, well, then if this is the system, then why, why am I at fault? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you weren't supposed to have, maybe you weren't create like designed to be this conscious of things. Because remember, the fall happened when they ate the fruit of the knowledge. Of good, good and evil. evil. Yeah. yeah. This is interesting. Knowledge. I have not heard this theory before. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. And yeah. we don't even need to I've have this conversation with marijuana. Yeah. We could do it sober. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I can get it, though. <laughs> yeah, it would help. And, yeah, and that yeah. fall happened. Um, it, before they ate the fruit, the idea was planted into Eve's head, head that we can have uh, that the same knowledge as God. We can be gods knowing good and evil. What if free will is real, but it is a result of the fall? Consciousness and free will are the same thing. (laughs) And then um, Adam fell into that same idea too, that, oh, we can be equals with God. We have this potential. The idea was planted into our head. That and that makes sense because this is actually that's next fascinating on the on the I mean the Travis experience. I do think we can all agree though that no matter how much we might believe that scripture leans one way or the other with with what we've been talking about ultimately none of us have every single answer right. no. and that's correct yeah from now on our friendship has changed i see it all differently <laughs> like in a better right. way so we'll cap it there kellogg's or general mills reach out to me about kellogg's. sponsorship deal kellogg's whatever it is kellogg's reach out to me about a sponsorship oh, yeah. deal they're great <laughs> no i think it's pronounced uh how do they say in korean <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Well, that was fun. Bye. Bye.